All right, guys, it's time for the What to Drink podcast. Connor here with Bobby. Bobby, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling a rush, an adrenaline rush. We just had a great interview uh, with Emily Haynes, the winemaker of Tierra de Oro, who uh, she was our first winemaker guest. She was with it. She was witty. Uh, it was kind of hard to keep up. She's hilarious. She was miles ahead of us, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As are most of our guests, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but... I did want to make a little a little editor's note. We had some mic issues with this particular interview, um, so I hope you'll excuse us. We ended up using the iPhone audio, but we think it uh, it's still the the content was so good that we wanted to share it with you regardless. And I think we've got the uh, situation figured out now, right for future casts. Yeah, I mean uh, translation. We used cheap mics, so we <laughs> since rectified that. Yeah, don't order the fifty dollar mic on Amazon. Go for the eighty dollar. Go for the hundred ten. <laughs> you know, uh, but you we get what you pay for. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoy our very first winemaker interview. Uh, we loved having Emily on. So enjoy for your listening pleasure. Emily Haynes, head winemaker of Terra de Oro. Thank you. As everyone's favorite artist once said, it's five o'clock somewhere, and we are going to figure out just what to drink. You are listening to the What to Drink podcast with your host, Connor Taylor, and producer, Bobby Deason. Uh, Emily, thank you. Sorry about that little delay. Uh, thank you for being here today. We are talking Chenin Blanc Viognier, Terradoro Chenin Blanc Viognier, one of my favorite a uh, little, especially for me in the summertime. I'll drink it any time of the year, but I love it in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great wine. Can we start off asking you, what does Terra d'Oro mean? What is that? So Terra d'Oro translates to land of gold. And we named it that because where the winery is located, where we make the wine, is in Amador County, which is the home of the gold rush. So, so. it's like there's gold and then there are hills. That. Uh, 100% yes. Yeah, that's okay. it. Does anyone say that in Amador um, County? Uh, yes. Still. Yes, they do. Do they really? <laughs> I bet there's like a bar called Them Hills or I, something like that. I haven't found it yet, but I'm sure it's there. Like, it's kind of a funny story. When I bought my house, I didn't realize that there was actually a still functioning gold mine two houses down. Wow. Yeah, so there's like this gold mine two houses down, and so I was like, ooh, if there's gold there, there might be gold on my property. And yeah. so I went out and bought panning material, like because you don't half-ass anything. Where does one get, I guess I'm sure there's like pan stands all over the <laughs> I was just going to ask, where do you get panning materials? Uh, Amazon, like anybody else, oh, right? Yeah, obviously. For all my panning needs. Why not? I'm a Prime member. Why waste it on uh, you know your local panning exactly. shop? Exactly. We're not going to wait a week to start panning. We're going to pan tomorrow. Right. Yes, exactly. So did have you, you ever... go around? I'm sorry. Did you go around with a metal detector? Also, like, does it pick up gold? No, I'm not that, that crazy. Totally <laughs> picks up gold. Well, well, did you explore that abandoned mine, though? I mean, where'd you? I mean, I'd be scared there's well, ghosts. It's, it's and... not abandoned. Like, there's still people panning oh, still... there. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that, that's how this family makes their money is by panning gold in the creek. So uh, we were talking before, and we kind of uh, got Emily in a corner and told her that she invited us, kind of, to come visit her in Abador. She was just being polite, I think. But we're going to go, and producer Bobby, PB, and I, I'm going to get all the panning equipment, and I think it's just going to be a panning trip. 
We're there. Uh, you can take 10% at whatever we find. You're right, yeah. I think this sounds like a great plan. I like this as a backup for uh, for life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like one of us isn't going to come back from that. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like a dangerous ordeal. I, I have this old, like, this vision in my head where it's like an abandoned mine shaft, and it's just like drop, like, you know, Donkey Kong, where you oh, yeah. the, the the mine. So in this scenario, am I Donkey and are you Diddy, or, or, or am I Diddy and you're Donkey? I don't know. <laughs> We'll figure all that out later. Let's get back. We're getting a little off subject, yeah, sorry, but, sorry. but it's important to plan ahead for these trips. You know, you don't want to be sitting there without anything to do. You know, anything to do. You need a, a, a syllabus. Let's talk about uh, Chenin Blanc Viognier. Can we? So, you know, I've, I've I've asked I've asked you this before about other wines, but if you were to text me this wine and your keypad was screwed up and you could only use emojis, what would you text me? Because I don't, I'm considering purchasing it or ordering it. Okay. I don't, but I, I don't know anything about it. What, what would you, what would you say? Emojis. So in emojis, okay. So I would put a lemon. Yes. And then I would put a rock. And then I'm gonna put an orange. And then maybe a pineapple. Ooh, I feel yeah. like there's always like little, little, little tropical, tropical tones. Little yeah. tropical jinx, yes. Yeah. What if I really jinxed you and you could not speak for the rest of the podcast? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Emily, you can't see her, but she is vigorously thumbsing up, upping, thumbs upping. Uh, <laughs> she says, that sounds great. Uh, no, I love that. Yeah, the, so minerality, and that's something that, you know, kind of we hear a lot with all of your wines, right? There's a lot of minerality. That, you know, is that a soil thing or is that just terroir, I guess, for Amador? Or? Yeah, I think so much of it comes down to terroir. For for me personally, I like to highlight mineral characteristics because I think any great wine is rooted in minerality. Right. Um, because for me, I like to create wines that are layered and have complexity, and minerality is one of those important cores to that. Yeah, and it's, um, at least in the olden days, you might say, oh, that's a European thing, an old world thing versus a new world, but there's plenty of new world, you know, examples of minerality like this one. Exactly. Yeah. I um I drink this wine and eat chicken wings a lot. Is that because it's a little? Is that okay? Are you okay with that? I'm totally fine with it. Because it's a little off dry, just a little, and um, I think it just goes really well. Uh, I just wanted to tell you guys that. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to let America know and all the viewers. Sarah, uh, Sarah McPherson's here with us as well. So I'm curious. Um, on the label, it mentions that this wine is from Clarksburg. I'm not sure if many people are terribly familiar with Clarksburg. I mean, that's a good you, point. Can you tell us a little bit about Clarksburg? Yeah, of course. So most people know about Lodi. So Lodi is a really hot growing region, very deep topsoil. Uh, but it's more inland from the ocean, so it doesn't have as much of a rain influence. If you continue going west, you'll find Clarksburg. So Clarksburg is much more marine influence, but has similar terroir to Lodi. But the cooling mechanism is what makes it ideal for white wine varieties, and that's why we grow our Chenin, Viognier, and our Pinot Grigio there. Uh, cool. It makes for nice slow ripening, so you end up with wines that just have a lot more complexity and, and uh, ripe aromas. So same kind of warmth uh, as Lodi, except that it's getting cooled down, or same, I guess, sunlight. Is that the yeah. Same amount of sunlight and same soil type, um, but it's significantly cooler there. Are they growing many reds there? Is that make kind of a white area? Uh, it's predominantly white, but there's a lot of uh, Petite Syrah that's grown there as well. Oh, okay. 
cool. kind of it's known for Chenin Blanc and Petit Syrah, which is so like polar on like the wine spectrum. Right. Um, but it really meets the needs of both of those varieties. Very cool. Do we call it Seaburg, Clarksburg? Do we do we have a head down to Sea Town? Do we say anything like that? I don't think so, man. <laughs> You can lie on the podcast. I mean, like, yeah, that sounds great, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have one more question. Do you ever get people calling in or, or complaining about the fact that their wine just magically disappears? Like, are there holes in the bottle? Because for me, you know, when I'm enjoying a glass of this wine, I'll look over at the bottle and the wine is gone and I, I don't know what happened to it. And I swear I didn't drink all of it, but I feel like maybe I did. I don't know. I feel like you did. <laughs> this is actually, we're turning this into an intervention at this uh, Sarah. Oh no. This was a big facade, this podcast project. <laughs> These aren't real mics. Uh, no, I'm, I had that same problem though, especially like you said, I, I like this wine, like I said, all throughout the year, but especially in the summertime. Because uh, it's very crisp and refreshing, but also it's a little bit of, you know, a little off dry. And yeah. I think it's got a lot going on. We, we lovingly call it a patio pounder. Right. Um, yeah. So it's perfect. Pairs well with sunshine, and it goes well with food, too. But, right. like, you could definitely sit in front of the TV and watch smutty reality of TV with it, too. Like, um, all right, it's that, so versatile. That um, <laughs> Thank you for this transition, because I was about to ask you, what is your bingeable series that you pair this with? What do you like? Like, what reality show? That isn't actually a perfect transition, because... I try to make sure all the wines pair well with Real Housewives. Yes! <laughs> nice! <laughs> I love it. I'm more of a 90 Day Fiance type of guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't get into that. Oh, what? Have Sorry. you tried? Have you given it a try? No. Okay, well, I'll watch Real Housewives because I've never really, oh. I've never really gotten into it. Okay. But you have to watch 90 Day Fiance. Okay, we'll do a little trade and then we'll come back and do this again. Yeah, we'll do it over Zoom. Okay, sounds good. Okay. I'll be done by tomorrow evening. I'm just going <laughs> to... I'll watch the whole series in the next 24 hours. Is that pot? No, that's not. Wait, yeah. Which one are we talking about? Because there's, what, maybe six, seven? There's different... so many of them. I, and Ten. I love Orange County, the original, but I do love Atlanta as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, okay. those so are we, my we'll two start, favorites. We'll start Hometown. Always start Hometown. Yep, yep. Um, and then I think uh, season three is a good place for you to start uh, 90 Day Fiance. Okay. Just take my word for it. I don't know the characters' name. I can, characters. They're real people. I don't remember their names. <laughs> Such Who's a character. Cast as? Although, so let me just tell you that. So, someone usually one guy is trying to con someone else into getting a K nine V or K one K nine a K nine a K one visa. Uh, so it's it is kind of a character. You know, they're they're the con the con men. Conman. So, so there is still good people and bad people in the show. Yes, kind of like when Bobby said, uh, "I'm doing good." He's one of the. He's that's one, one of the good guys. guys. He's one of the good ones. <laughs> not the and well guys. Not, 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 not the, the well guys. guys. <laughs> okay, uh, so I love that answer. And we talked. We didn't talk about a song. What song would you pair with a wine? Oh, that's a toughie. It is so hard. I really I love music, but I never remember names of songs right. or artists. So that's okay. Names. You can just sing okay. one for us then, yeah. if you want. I get what you're what you're uh, trying to drive. I get what you're driving at here. You want to hum a song? No, for no. <laughs> <laughs> we already we already got her to speak in an accent a little bit earlier. Um, uh, you know what? I would say anything boys to men. Oh, Let's be honest. Oh, all right. Okay. 
I'm trying to, would someone help me hum a boys to men song? <laughs> Sarah's raising her hand. Oh, no, no. I was thinking more like Steer It Up by Bob Marley. How does that one go? Okay. Can you hum that one for us? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Like yeah, yeah, pretty good. There we go. Nice. I liked it. Uh, I was thinking maybe uh, "Juice" by Lizzo. Do you know that song? Oh yeah. Uh, getting loose. That one, you know. Blame it on my juice. That one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go with that. All winners. I like that one. I don't know if I have any more questions. Let's see. Oh, we have the um. The a crime, crime and wine. The what? Oh yes, that's right. Okay. Okay. So we uh, recently found out that Emily is on death row in uh, in a hypothetical situation. You're, she's about to be served her last supper because uh, she did the crime. Now you got to pick the wine. So what would that wine be? You're about to be executed tomorrow. Does it have to be a wine I've made? No, it could be any wine. Ooh. But you could also name a wine that you've made and then a, uh, another wine. Okay. So I would say of a wine I've made, it would be our Deaver Vineyard Zinfandel. Oh, yeah. So like a really old vines in. Um, How old are those vines again? 135 years Woo! old. Oh, mama. You just got sweaty, didn't I you? I did, yes. I declare. <laughs> <laughs> I declare that Deaver Vineyard. <laughs> so old. Okay, all right. So that's yours. Uh, yeah. And then... I would have to say, to get like really down to the nitty gritty of it, I really like uh, the rocks of like Walla Walla Valley Syrahs. Oh, yeah. Mm. I so love it. It would definitely go down that road. Okay. I love that. So you're going to have like, maybe you're going to have a piece of meat as your last meal or like... Well, yeah. If I'm going out and going out big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Apologies to our cow friends, but yeah, I'm going to... Me too. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> our bovine... Uh, pals, but yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. How long have you been at Terra de Oro? I've been there for five years now. I love it. Yep. Prior to being at the winery, I was making wine in Washington State for about nine years. Oh, okay. What got you into making wine? Uh, so I have a background in science. That's what I went to college for, and okay. so that's what I started doing is research. Cool. Um, and then... I was living in Seattle and it's really expensive, so I started working in a tasting room part-time. And then the, at sudden point, this light bulb went off in my head that there's a lot of science in wine. Um, and I really enjoyed wine. And so I just decided to quit my job and see if I could hack it. And here I am, gosh, 14 years later, still doing it, so. Kudos to you, you know how hard it is for someone to take, that's a big leap to quit a job and just jump into a passion. That's pretty cool. I know, my mom was so mad. <laughs> she just finally went to her first one of my wine dinners because she's, she's finally getting on board with this whole yeah, wine thing's a legitimate career. <laughs> a decade and a half later, she's like, okay. This is not going away, it's not bad. Well, no, we're glad you made that, uh, that plunge, that leap. Because you make some fantastic wines. Oh, thank you. And uh, I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. It's uh, it's been a pleasure today. Can we get a uh, a little cheers in a Cockney accent? Oh, <laughs> for all of us, we're all gonna say. We'll do it. Oh, okay. Cheerio! 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 <laughs> thank you so much. Emily. All right, let's do the key three for Terra Di Oro Chenin Blanc Viognier. So we are ripe 
light, and a veritable fruit bowl of flavors. Number two, it's got great acidity and minerality. It's perfect for seafood, Asian food, and poultry, like chicken wings, am I right? And number three, Clarksburg AVA is perfect for these aromatic white wines. And, uh, of course, we are going to farm it sustainably. Thanks for listening.